Today's date is September 4th, uh, 2022. And we're reading from the big book of AA, uh, page 99, from Let No Alcoholics Say, to and including uh, the paragraph on page 100, if you have been successful. Uh, Michael will be our reader, followed by a 20 minute share by Amy B. Okay, you're on Michael. Thank you, I'm Michael, I'm a food addict. Let no alcoholic say he cannot recover unless he has his family back. This just isn't so. In some cases, the wife will never come back for one reason or another. Remind the prospect that his recovery is not dependent upon people. It is dependent upon his relationship with God. We have seen men get well whose families have not returned at all. We have seen others slip when the family came back too soon. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will pres presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances. When working with a man and his family, you should take care not to participate in their quarrels. You may spoil your chance of being helpful if you do, but urge upon a man's family that he has been a very sick person and should be treated accordingly. You should warn against arousing resentment or jealousy. You should point out that his defects of character are not going to disappear overnight. Show them that he has entered upon a period of growth. Ask them to remember when they are impatient the blessed fact of his sobriety. If you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. In this way, you can set them on the right track without becoming critical of them. The story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. Thank you so much, Michael. And now we'll have Amy B. share. and thanks so much. Thank you so much, Darcy. Um, Amy B., compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state for today. I want to thank Kim for asking me to do service today at this meeting. I want to thank everybody doing service at this meeting today, including the service of being here, part of our fellowship. Um, we need each other. I need you. So thank you for the service of being here with us this morning. I, I just wanted to start by feeling and acknowledging the presence of God. We are safe, we are not alone. These are amazing, amazing paragraphs. 
Um, and there's so much in here. I'm going to really, really quickly call, qualify. I don't want to take up a lot of time on that. Um, just so you know that I've earned my seat. I came into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous on May 1st, 2018, four years, four months, three days ago. Um, I like to note that May 1st is a holiday uh, known as May Day. And a May Day is a cry for help. And I will never forget how desperately I needed help and that it was here for me. Um, so I got abstinent the day after that, May 2nd, 2018. Um, I have, I'm a hundred pounder before I came into this program, I had gained and lost over a hundred pounds multiple times in my life because I was powerless over my disordered relationship with food. And my whole life had become unmanageable. I got sent into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. I've been here four years, four months three days, whatever. Um, and I have lost over 120 pounds. Um, but more than that, my, my life and the way that I live it and the people that I'm surrounded with um, have all changed. Uh, working with others. Working with others is a, you know, working with others, the 12th step is the only thing that's really mentioned in the doctor's opinion. When they're just setting it out, they say right up front, right up front, the very first thing is this person impressed that they had to work with others and we and we we must all do the same that's that's where it starts really at the very beginning and then we got to wait all these pages to get into this chapter and we're here now bottom of 99 let no alcoholic say he cannot recover unless here it says unless he has his family back unless anything unless anything we, it says in other places in this book, we are, we are people who come together who have, who have seen every shade and variety of misfortune, of mistake, of tragedy, both made by ourselves and not. And every one of us can recover. Let no alcoholic say that he cannot recover unless anything. And that's a really good place to start um, with the reading. It just isn't so. This just isn't so. In some cases, whatever the problem is, is never going to get fixed. And to be reminded that recovery is not dependent on people, it's, a, it's another variety of, of what we learn and practice in taking personal inventory. It doesn't matter what happens in column two and column three. We are responsible for column four, for how we show up. Um, and this is right here as the page flips over. Our recovery is not dependent upon people. It's dependent upon our relationship with God. It, it just, there's, there's, it's just so, so straightforward. And it says here, we've seen people get well, whose families have not returned at all. i People in these meetings where people tell their narratives, I mean, the big book is, right, it's an instruction manual wrapped in a specific narrative. And when we share our experience, strength, and hope, when we're working with others, we're using our own narrative wrapped around these same instructions. So, so I hear in these rooms all sorts of stories of just extreme circumstances, families leaving, um, or just fill in the blank, the most horrible thing you can imagine. And 
people we have seen get, I have seen people who are recovered and maintain recovery for a long time who have experienced incredibly difficult circumstances that weren't going to get fixed. And then in the next sentence, we've seen others slip when the family came back too soon. There are situations where everything, everything should be fine. I know from my own life, there were times where like, had support. I was okay. I had a good job. I, whatever there was. And yet we can still slip because I was disconnected from God at that point. So this really says right up front, this is about, this is a program of spiritual seeking and recovery. This is a spiritual malady with a spiritual solution. And regardless of any circumstance, any circumstance, we can get well and we can slip with the absence of circumstances because it's all dependent on our relationship with God. This next paragraph is one of the best in the book, in my opinion, have a lot of favorites though. So um, both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. That There have been people in this program who, you know, when I was new, spent time with me or, you know, people I have sponsored or not sponsored or been with. And um, we walk side by side. We're both humans. We're both addicts. We have a, a a disease, a spiritual malady in common, and we have a solution, a spiritual solution in common that we share. And we walk side by side. Um, if you persist, remarkable things will happen. Somebody wonderful in this program, a fellow, um, pointed out to me that remarkable doesn't always mean amazing or wonderful or the problem gets solved. It means that, inc that incredible things happen. Growth is remarkable and it takes all forms. And um, walking side by side with people in various stages of recovery for an extended period of time and living through these situations where both things go wrong and we have to stay connected to God or nothing goes wrong and we feel disconnected from God. And so we help each other along the path side by side and growth happens and growth is remarkable. And sometimes that's wonderful. And sometimes that's remarkable. Um, and recovered, um, experience together, living together is, um, is varied and and remarkable things look a whole bunch of other ways. And then it comes into this. When we look back, we realize that the thing which came, the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God ha God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. I have absolutely experienced that. What an incredible promise that is. And it's a promise that is proof because it says when we look back, we realize and like can confirm, can confirm. And from the stories of other people in here, remarkable things have happened. Remarkable growth happens and hopefully will continue to happen. And yes, 
Yes. A lot of the times it is wonderful. And sometimes it's bittersweet or melancholy, but I walk side by side with people who understand um, and remind me to stay close to God, which is what we need to do. Um, and also you can throw this forward too. Uh, I, in a little bit of a prayer, when I look forward, I realize that the things that will come to me if I put myself in God's hands will be far better than any kind of script or story or plan that I am making. Um, and then, you know, this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful promise at the end of this paragraph, follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter your present circumstances. So presently means it happens the moment I connect. And, and that has been my experience. I'm not saying that the problem gets solved the moment I connect. I'm saying that the moment I connect, I live in a new and wonderful world. That and. It's not. It's new and it's wonderful. Not all new is wonderful. Not all wonderful is new, but both of those things happen. And it's no matter my present circumstances. I, I think that's a beautiful promise. It, it asks for a lot of faith. And the reason that we share our experience, strength, and hope in this program is to say that this can happen. When we, when I speak at the beginning about the, the amount of time that I've been in or abstinence or the amount of weight that I've lost. That is not, I am every day for me is day one, but I share that because it's testimony that this solution works and it can work for anyone. Um, and the solution is following the dictates of a higher power. Um, okay. So this next bit, when working with a person in their family, take care not to participate in their quarrels. Look, I get a lot of affection. Um, for people with whom I, you know, share experience. It just, it just happens. And yes, we're taking them through the book, but it, <laughs> and not, but, and, and, it's, and, and it happens. And sometimes Amy, like Amy, the human, Amy, the addict wants to be like, who hurt you? They are. All. And I have, and I have, and I had to make amends for that because Amy, as a person who is following the big book and working with others needs to say, regardless of people, regardless of what happens. So I can't get involved in the quarrels. I can't, doesn't matter what happened. It's how are, how are, how are we showing up? That's all we can control. So, and spoiling the chance of being helpful if I do. I mean, this goes for a lot of things. I'm not, it's not my business what anybody else that I'm talking to does with their life, with their family, with their choices. Um, because I'm a human and I'm an addict and I'm not God and I'm not the recovery police and I'm not any of those things. And I'm not perfect and I'm not any of those things. What I am is somebody who has been studying this book and when someone has a quarrel or a resentment or a fear, I can say, what does the big book say about that? Or have you gotten quiet and meditated and taken it to God? 
Or like, have you spoken with another fellow who has relevant experience? Or here's my relevant experience, which may or may not resonate or apply. But it's not my business to get involved in the quorum. Now, this next bit, I'm going to just flip the perspective a little bit and say that when working this program, I we can urge upon each other. And I also have to remind myself that I'm an addict. I'm a sick person with a, with a spiritual malady and, a, and somebody who is earlier in this, in these steps or just learning these steps are, are sick and, and we need to treat ourselves accordingly. Like we need to be careful. We need to, you know, avoid conflict. It says this in the doctor's opinion too. And that's, and that's something that I'll remind a person at the beginning to remember, you know, this, you know, you're sick, you're trying to recover, treat yourself accordingly. And to remember to be careful of resentment and jealousy and tell the newcomer, I, I don't, I don't, don't think it's my place to speak to a person's family. That's just my opinion. And I certainly don't want to contradict the big book. They work the program in Alcoholics Anonymous um, historically, where a lot of the families were involved. That's not my experience. So I'm going to speak to this paragraph from a different perspective. Um, pointing out again to myself as I continue to work the program and to newcomers and other people with whom I walk this path side by side that our defects of character are not going to disappear overnight. That's six and seven, step six and seven are the work of our life and thank God for the opportunity to continue to grow and learn and grow and heal and grow and help. And to point out the period of growth that, you know, recovery is not always linear, that some days the best, some days, <laughs> some days the best that I can do my recovered life looks really, really great. I'm doing service. I'm doing my 10 steps. I'm staying out of my resentments. I'm connected to God. Like some days, like firing on all cylinders. And some days um, I'm, I'm doing a good job because I'm keeping my mouth shut. And that's the best that I can do on those days. And other days, other days, the best that I can be is abstinent when I go to sleep because I'm a human being and an addict and still sometimes I mess it up and I need this program of recovery. So show them that they've entered upon a period of growth. It's all a period of growth and growth is not linear and recovery is not linear. And some days the best that I can do is a lot better than the other days. And when I make misstep mistakes, I have a program that tells me how to clean it up, how to seek God, how to make amends both where I've done harm and by sharing my experience. And then that leads, um, ask them to remember when they are impatient, the blessed fact of my sobriety, the blessed fact that even on those days where I create wreckage and I have amends to make and I just mess it all up, I am going to sleep abstinent. And that's the best I could do that day. Look, I'm not saying that's, you know, that's why I need to seek God. That's why I need to practice this program. And also it is a blessed fact 
that as an addict and a human and somebody whose life can go sideways of my own cause and not, that this program works, the solution works. And again, like this chapter and all the way from the beginning says that, you know, the, the working with others works when everything else fails, that this is what we do. And then this last paragraph um, in the piece, if you've been successful in solving your own domestic problems, any problems, again, we share experience, strength, and hope with each other. And that's, you know, wonderful to say, you know, these are the things and I, well, I might have that experience to share. I might know somebody or I can seek somebody with that experience. So if you've been su successful in solving any problems, tell the newcomer how that was accomplished. In that way, you can set them on the right track without being critical of them. Being like, I, me too, have done this, been there, made these mistakes. Me too have had to sit down with my partner, children, parent, friend, fellow, and look at, you know, say I I've done this too and, and you are seen and I don't judge because I don't have a place to judge. I'm not, first of all, I would say I'm not qualified to judge, but second of all, this is my opinion. I don't think that judgment comes from God. I think that's a very human, frail, fearful need for hierarchy. I think God is loving and accepting. So to communicate that when working with others, when sharing our own mistakes and foibles, when somebody else shares there to say, you're seen, you're seen and, and, and I've been there. And how are you going to get closer to God? How are you going to grow? Um, and the story of how you settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. I've heard, I've shared things. I've heard other share, people share things in meetings that are like, well, I, things written in the big book. There are things written in the big book that I look at. I'm like, ooh, ew, ugh. First of all, my resentments need to bring me closer to God. Second of all, who am I to judge anybody? Third of all, I don't want to be judged on my worst moments. Healing and forgiveness is a part of this. And by seeing each other, I am at the very, very end of my time. I want to just like back up a couple of paragraphs again to this. Both you and the new person walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. We walk side by side. I was meditating on these pages and um, I, <laughs> I thought of the ending of a very popular movie where one person says to the other, and after he rescues her, what happens next? And she says, she rescues him right back. These people with whom I have had the blessing to take through the steps I have sought to rescue me right back. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you for paying a 12-step call on me today. And thank you for letting me do service. I pass.